The message you're about listening to is from Pastor E.A. Adeboe, the General Overseer of the Redeemed Christian Church of God. Yes, watch me. He was watching, and he drove the pain through his tie all the way through. He asked the chief, Can you feel a pain? The chief said, No. Professor said, Your legs are dead. There's nothing anybody can do for you. Go home, stop wasting your money here. So they took him home. When he got home, there was a little girl living in the same house. He went to the old man and said, Sir, if only you can get to redemption camp, that's where I live. And my father in the Lord prays for you. You will walk again. You know how little girls can get you in trouble. <laughs> So they brought the old man. It took six hefty men to carry him from the car into the house because he was a big man, heavily built. I read to him Romans 8, verse 11. Chief. He's here right now. Anyone ready for a miracle of healing? Receive it in Jesus' name. All right. Let's move to your finances. <laughs> I know that will interest some of us. <laughs> power as far as your finances are concerned we're talking about those who used to be rich and then became poor and then through the resurrection power become reconnected to wealth a good example you will find in Job chapter 1, from verse 1 to 3. Job 1, from verse 1 to 3. The Bible described for us Job as the wealthiest man in the whole of the East. He was so wealthy, the whole continent of the East knew him as the richest. Then the devil came. And you know the Bible says in John chapter 10, verse 10. John 10, verse 10. 
He said, the thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. But, and thank God for but, I am come that we may have life and have it more abundantly. He lost everything. According to Job chapter 1 from verse 6 to 21. Job 1 from verse 6 to 21. He himself said with his mouth, now I am naked. To be naked, <laughs> there's nothing left. But then, the resurrection power worked on him. And by the time you read Job chapter 42, from verse 10 to 13, Job 42 from verse 10 to 13, the Bible said he became twice as rich as he used to be. Somebody said the devil is a fool. Because if the devil knew what was coming, he would have left this man alone. <laughs> and he became reconnected to wealth for the rest of his life. Because the Bible says in Job chapter 42, from verse 16 to 17, Job 42, 16 to 17, that he lived for another 140 years. And never knew poverty again. The next prayer I'm about to pray is for those of you who know what it is to be really poor. Some of you don't need to say amen. But for those of you who want the resurrection power of God to touch your finances, it shall happen tonight. I've shared the testimony, some of you have had it before, but some of you I knew of a man who was very wealthy. I mean, he had, I think, 14 cars. I mean, if you have 14 cars, you can't be a poor man. Then he had a quarrel with his wife. And the wife happened to be connected to the devil in a very special way. And so the wife said to him, he said, by the time I finish with you, you will be trekking. That means you won't have a vehicle left. And the man laughed. What kind of joke is this? <laughs> How can a man with 14 cars ever trek? And business was going on fine. But to cut a long story short, everything began to go wrong. Until he had only one car left. And he had, so we call it five euros left. He was hungry. The fuel in the car was running low. So he had to decide. If I spend this five euro to eat, then the fuel will dry out. I will trek, like my wife prophesied. 
If I spend these five euro on fuel, what will I eat? That was when he was compelled to come to Jesus Christ. And the resurrection power of God touched his finances. The day he was sharing his testimony, he was dedicating two mansions at the same time. I decree in the name of the one who has the power of resurrection, your finances shall come back to life. <laughs> Then let us talk about something called hope. Uh, it's a good thing to have hope. I mean, for example, in Genesis chapter 12, verse 1 to 4. Ah, thank you, Lord. I know God loves Europe a lot. <laughs> the first word that is coming tonight is coming to someone. There's someone here. The Lord need, says, you need to fly to catch up with your colleagues. <laughs> In other words, they are so far ahead of you. Ordinary means won't get you to catch up. But the Lord asked me to tell you, don't worry, I will give you wings. In Genesis chapter 12, from verse 1 to 4, God promised Abraham, he was 75 years old, or thereabouts, I'm going to make you the father of many nations. Get out of your father's house, etc. Amen. I believe God. So he got out. <laughs> but one year after another, after another, the wife didn't become pregnant, no child. Then came Genesis chapter 15, from verse 1 to 6, Genesis 15, 1 to 6. And God said, Abraham, yes, look at the stars. Can you count them? No. Ah, so shall your seed be. Amen. And he still believed. He was still hoping. But years followed upon years. Uh -uh. <laughs> By the time we got to Genesis 17, from verse 1 to 18, Genesis 17 from verse 1 to 18, when God kept on saying, eh, you have many children, eh, your wife will be the mother of nations, the Bible said he laughed until he fell on his face. <laughs> you know what he was saying? God, stop this joking. He has lost hope. Just let his smile live. I've, I've managed somehow to get another child. Forget. Thank you very much, uh, but let's stop this joking. But something happened. The one who has the power of resurrection paid him a visit. 
And when you read Genesis chapter 18 from verse 1 to 14, Genesis 18 from verse 1 to 14, when he entertained the Almighty God, and God asked him, where's your wife? And he said, oh, behind the tent. And God said, within the next one year, you have a child. It was Sarah that loved this time. Not Abraham. In a miraculous way, his hope was already restored. The resurrection power of God has brought this man out of absolute despair. He was ready now to believe God for anything. The Bible says it in Romans chapter 4. You can read it from verse 16 to 22. Romans 4 from verse 16 to 22. He says, Abraham against hope believed in hope. When everything looked hopeless, he still hoped. Why? The power of resurrection has brought his hope back. Uh, I will give you an example of somebody that you can call completely a hopeless situation. It has to do with one of my daughters. And I hope somebody who is already hopeless is listening tonight because that power of resurrection is going to renew your hope. She'd been married for years. She was barren. And then somehow someone told her, stop wasting your time. You have no womb. Automatically, if somebody says you have no womb, <laughs> that's the end. You, you can't begin to hope for your, the child when you have no womb. But she came to a meeting like this, and God spoke to me and said, there is someone there that there's no way, humanly speaking, that she could have a child. But God says, she's going to have a set of twins. <laughs> and she happened to be a believer. She believed. And as soon as the word of God has gone forth, you know, the Bible says he sends his word and he healed them. Uh, beloved, those of you who are in Europe, I know you are highly educated, so you reason a lot of things out, but you can't reason out God. Your brain is not good enough to do it. Forgive me, I'm, I'm just being very polite. Pleasantly polite. I have discovered from my own little experience, the best of us, the most brilliant of us, cannot reason out God. 
He walks in mysterious ways. And the reason we get too, so many miracles in Africa is because we've reached a stage where we don't even bother to reason it out. If he says he's going to do it, amen. Because like I've explained to my colleagues who, you know, I used to be an academician. When you hear a man say, I have PhD in mathematics, that's somebody like me. You look at him, oh, this man knows mathematics. It is deceiving you. How much of mathematics does he know? If he's among fellow mathematicians, they will ask him, you have PhD in mathematics? He said, yeah, ah, good. Uh, what aspect of mathematics? Pure or applied? And he says, applied mathematics. That's me. Okay, uh, what aspect of applied mathematics? And I say, uh, fluid mechanics. Ah, okay. What aspect of fluid mechanics? <laughs> Two-dimensional motion. Okay. What aspect of two-dimensional motion? <laughs> what particular aspect of this little bit that you say you know? And you say, well, Navier-Stokes equation. Ah. That's what he got PhD on. Beloved, it will take a thousand years for somebody to study the mathematics that is known. And you want to compete with God, who knows all mathematics, all physics, all chemistry, all biology. This girl had that there is someone here that humanly speaking cannot have a child, but God says she's going to have a set of twins. She believed. And she became pregnant. Went to her doctor. The doctor said, I don't know what's happening, but there seems to be a child here. The girl said, no, not a child. God said, twins. <laughs> and the doctor, the very specialist man, said, if even the fact that I see something moving here, I'm not even too sure. <laughs> she came back about three months later. Ah, well, it looks as if there are two here. The day came for her to deliver. And because the husband was wealthy, so the husband said to the doctors, please, we don't want any other child. Two will be enough. But we don't want to take any risk. We don't want a case of saying why she was in labor. Something went wrong. 
please operate. Just bring out the trunks. And then you can seal the womb. So they put her to sleep. She woke up, and everybody was looking at her as if she fell from the stars. He said, what's wrong with you? Where are my twins? They said, your twins are okay. And then what's the problem? They said, you wait for the professor. The professor came. Professor, what's the problem? The professor said, after I took out the two twins, I was searching for the womb. This is the first time in 34 years of operations that I've brought out a set of twins from somebody who has no womb. <laughs> now that's big enough. Just to let you know why people like me behave as if I'm a child in the hand of God, because that's what we all are. That's almost 20 years ago. Then some months ago, I got a letter from her. I've not seen her for quite a while. I mean, by the grace of God, the church has grown. Daddy, I want to bring my twins to you. Oh, good. I've not seen those beautiful ones for a long time. And then she came. And she was carrying two new twins. now over 60 years old. There's no nothing called menstruation of any type. And the God who did it the first time decided to do it the second time. Now you tell me what science can explain that. But there is a God who is above science. There's a God who is above medicine. That God is here today. Have they told you that there's no hope for you? The power of resurrection will restore your hope. Now, let us consider something called joy. You know, joy is different from happiness. Happiness is something that you have when something happens. Joy is something you have whether anything happens or not. <laughs> joy is a very interesting something. When we talk about resurrection, as far as joy is concerned, we are talking about someone who used to know joy, who for one reason or the other lost joy, and then the power of resurrection restored the joy. In Luke chapter 7, from verse 11 to 15, Luke 7 from verse 11 to 15, the Bible's tells us about a woman who had only one son and the one son died thank you Lord 
The Lord said, there's someone here. He said, those who say there's no way you can make it, we soon come and celebrate your achievement. And so this woman was going to bury her only son. She knew joy before. She was full of joy the day she got married. She was full of joy the day the son was born. But now she had no sorrow. The husband had died. And the devil, a very bad devil, saw people with many children and went to the house of the fellow who had only one and killed that boy. And they were going to the burial ground. The woman was going deeper and deeper in sorrow because she knew that very soon she would return home alone. There is a redeemed Christian church of God very close to you. Join them for a life-changing experience in worship. Join us on this same station at this time for another wonderful experience as Pastor E.A. Adeboye exposes the deep mysteries in the Word of God.